Podcast. And we are live. Afternoon, Chris. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you? I'm really well, actually. A bit sore. What are you sore from? But I've had a few coffees. Some a bit buzzed too. You you look uh, you look fantastic. <laughs> I um, I just woke up. I uh, just finished watching Oklahoma City lose the game three of the playoff series to the Utah Jazz on my couch. And then we'd said we were going to do this. So I thought I'll just have a quick nap. And then I feel like two seconds later, my phone was ringing and I'm like, what? Where am I? What? What's going on? What's that noise? <laughs> and I got up and um, here we are. What are you sore from? Uh, weightlifting, bike riding. Just training in general. Haven't had a chance to do too much active recovery this week uh, in terms of icing. Yeah. So, yeah, but but I mean, I had a really good ride this morning, but I was thinking I'm, I'm actually not really enjoying uh, the long rides right now, like the training that's required. Yeah. So, I'm thinking I might cut back to the 50-kilometer range or three-hour three uh, distance racing instead. Is it a good I time to that. maybe do some speed work? Oh, that's all I've been doing now. Oh, so okay. For the last three weeks, it's just all speed power stuff, which I quite enjoy. And I sort of like going out and doing short, fast rides. Um, but I'm sort of if I if I stick to the range of hours or the racing that I'm currently doing, it's going to require doing like you know six, seven hours of of hard stuff, which it's just time as well. So I'll tell you a lot what. of other things I need to sacrifice if I if I'm going to do the proper training. Mm. So I'm riding maybe I might just cut back down to 50k. Riding for 100 kilometers in a row is a lot. <laughs> so, uh, like time wise, time wise, it's a lot. Like even if you get used to it, there's only still so many. It doesn't matter how fit you are. There's still 24 hours in a day. It's a big commitment, long term, to do that for a long period of time. I think. It is. It is. So, I mean, I have to sacrifice mostly time with the family. Uh, maybe maybe this week was just a bad week because there's a lot of birthdays on and I've, I've got a very shortly as well head off with the wife to my mother-in-law's house because it's my um, brother-in-law's birthday uh, dinner as well. So, you know, I'll have to prioritize that. What time um, is that? But but at the same time, I don't I don't sort of want to get to a point where I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm underdoing my training because, you know, other things have to take priority which is which in, in itself is okay so i'd rather maybe just cut down the load you know not not the load sorry well <laughs> not the it load. is the load but at least that way it won't feel like i'm i'm sort of you know cheating out on my training so yeah yeah i'm, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. about that cool i'll see how i go what kind of weights are you doing uh as in exercises or how much am i lifting talk me through your last workout session So the usual routine, stretching, mobility work, uh, core strength. So not using any added weights, just using my own body weight. What do you do for cores? Wob- wobble board. What was the last bit? What, what, what are you doing for core strength? Well, that's what I'm walking. walking oh, I thought you were just saying I do right stretching, mobility and core strength. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> Yeah, wobble board. <laughs> wobble, yeah. Um, um, deadlifting, 
kettlebells, mm. dumbbells, TRX, chin ups. And TRX is that those those like um, suspension trainer. Suspension, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's, cool. it's, uh, it's tough. A lot of stretching as well at the hamstrings. So yeah, yeah. I haven't haven't done much yoga this week at all deliberately because I've been substituting that with uh, hamstring strengthening or one particular type of strengthening technique which requires lying down on the back sort of pulling your knee up um, and then interlocking your fingers behind a thigh near the knee so behind mm-hmm. the knee and then basically pulling up pointing your toes towards you and then pushing your leg away from you and then using your hands to counter resist uh, in the opposite direction so that targets and isolates, I guess, all the tension into the hamstring. Mm. So, um, just some of the, the reading that I've been doing. Uh, that's a that's a much more effective technique than stretching the hamstring. So, um, it's it's basically strengthening it without um, doing too much damage, like if you were doing deadlifts or something like that. Yeah. Um, and that over time should address the weakness and the, the I guess the lack of strength I have in that area, which then results in lower back pain if I'm on the bike for a long period of time. I was going to say that sounds like it would be excellent for your lower back, that exercise. It's specifically designed for that. Yeah, excellent, yeah. So not targeting the back to strengthen it as a result of getting sore backs, but actually dealing with the hamstring issue, weak weak hamstrings. And I proved that at the race that I did last week. Once my hammies started to go, my, my lower back started to get sore. So that was a good lesson learned from that, actually. Yeah. Um, because it just goes to show that if you've got weak hamstrings and you're sort of doing what I'm doing, then yeah, it's going to result in in lower back pain. The back's going to substitute and over time get exhausted and then injured. Just gets overloaded, exactly. Yeah. 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 And it's painful. I was a bit sore today as well, but that's probably because I did deadlift deadlifting uh, as well. So I think next week I won't be doing any deadlifting. I'm just going to be doing more TRX stuff and. Mm. Because I've been doing like heavy weights on the deadlift for for about six weeks now, and um, I think that's probably enough. And I'll back off and then do something else. Cool. Mix it up a bit. UFC. Sorry to change the subject. No, no, was good. was unreal. So that last fight between Kevin. Just a little Lee bit of background for the listeners. The UFC on Fox Sports that you were watching this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Not much more to say than just go to UFC.com and and then watch it because it's the best. It's the best. It's exciting. So, um, who was yeah. fighting? So the main card, Edson Barboza, which is the guy that got smashed by Khabib only a couple of months ago, against Kevin Lee, who has a bit of a big mouth, but he's actually pretty good. And yep. uh, yeah, Barboza, Barboza lost. But Kevin Lee basically did the same thing that Khabib did, which was just ground and pound. Get him down on the ground, take him down, and then just smash him. And Barboza, uh, after the first round, where he absolutely got, you know, he's probably spent 90% of the round on the ground, he was just exhausted. So that killed him for the rest of the match. Yeah. Um, he did, however, in the, it went to four rounds, and then it ended with a technical knockout. But in the third round, he managed to uh, get a kick onto Kevin Lee's head. And Kevin Lee just did the wobble dance, and I thought, like, I, I got it out of out of my chair because I was so excited because this, you know, he's the guy, the underdog, is absolutely getting smashed, and then he manages to land one kick, which is what he, you know, that's his that's his strength, right? He gets yeah. one kick yeah. to the head. The other guy's 
yeah, then he just managed to recover, and he, unfortunately, he couldn't capitalize on that. And I always like to see the big mouths get get beat. I really want to see Conor McGregor get beat by Khabib just so he can sh- shut him up. But um, yeah, no, it was it was good to watch. So in the end, uh, Kevin Lee had just done so much damage to this guy's face just from the ground and pound game. He's just laying bombs on him. Uh, his his eyes swelled up, and then he just busted one of his eyes up, and uh, the doctors called it off because he was just bleeding too much. So. Wow. Yeah, it was good to watch. It was a free fight too. Like 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 I was saying, uh, these uh, these past few months, the uh, FS1 fights have been fantastic. Mm. So yeah, I I love it. It sounds sounds it. good. It does sound, it does sound exciting. Being a little bit under the weather right now with a headache, I'm like wincing at every <laughs> every description of someone being hurt. I'm just like <laughs> can't handle the. Um, you know when you're feeling a bit sick, I'm just feeling a bit delicate. So I'm just like oh. Like watching the basketball, every time someone rolls their ankle, they replay it and zoom in on it and show it. And I'm like, oh, looking away. And so, I would have thought that would have... In fact, you should you should bring up the UFC now and then see some of these guys getting absolutely murdered. And then it should actually make you feel good because you should ask, be, be saying to yourself, well, I could be in a ring getting my, my face smashed in. I feel better. I don't think that would make me feel better. I think that would just make me feel bad for them and for me. My empathy, as soon as I get sick, my empathy goes through the roof. I think it's a survival, a survival thing. I haven't worked out how yet, but get back to me later. I'll work out a way, (laughs) a reason why it's important for me to have higher levels of of empathy when I'm feeling terrible. Um, How's your recovery going? I'll tell you what, I went to the doctor on Friday finally and um, talked him through where I was up to. I just have this headache. I just can't. I just, just this overall body soreness and just a headache. I feel terrible. My neck is all stiff. And I, um, he, he sent me for some blood tests and a throat swab, which was frustrating because I went to go get the blood test and they said, oh yeah, so your Medicare card is invalid. It's overdue. And I'm like, it ran out a year ago. I had some blood tests three months ago for something else. And no one said anything then. I'm really sick today. Can you just do the same thing you did three months ago? And she's like, I'm sorry, we shouldn't have done that then. Uh, we have a lot of uh, like students from overseas and we can't do it without a Medicare card. I'm like, but you can see I'm not a student from overseas. I had a photo of my birth certificate on my phone, coincidentally, from something else I was using it for. There's no, like, it, just do it. And she's like, no, I can't. I can't. So I had to go sit and the stupid... Um, medicare office which is also centrelink so feeling terrible going into a place like that the vibe is just not a pleasant one waiting around for about an hour to get my name called finally talk to someone filling in a form getting my temporary medicare card going back getting my blood test again well not again getting it for the first time the guy who did it was really good though it barely hurt at all he took a stack of blood and then I'm also on antibiotics, uh, which I've been on since Friday. So just in case I've got some kind of throat infection that's causing causing it all. Um, so yeah, the, the recovery, I'm just been resting and sleeping and I don't feel any better. I don't know what's going on. Hopefully it's just a bad virus or something, an infection that's just going to go away. Yeah, can't say much more. I'm just really frustrated. Is there pain? Is there inflammation? Or is it just fatigue? No, headaches. Yeah. 
Headaches. Like if I try to do anything other than like lie down and not concentrate, I can get my head is just bothering me. What are you taking right now? Um, I'm on Panadol, and um, and on the amoxil- amoxicillin, which is I think a form of penicillin as the antibiotic. I've had. I'm taking that three times a day. So and when was the last time you had a sleep? blood test? A blood test? Hmm. Well, Friday. <laughs> okay. Or before then? Before that, I had one, but that was for some stomach issues I was having. So, relating okay. to gluten and food-related stuff. So, I don't know. I don't think they'd be testing it for the same stuff. So, anyway. Uh, yes, the recovery is going... Um, I think the correct answer is poorly. And I was listening to you work at, talk about your workout. I'm like, God, I, I fucking... I'm looking forward to working out so much. I haven't done a proper work because of my this stupid problem with my foot, which I still need to sort out. I haven't really run much this year. I've only done weights this year and I haven't even done that for almost six weeks now. I just, it's just one thing after another. I can't get get my shit together. Well, that's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is that this is good, you know, for your body to, to rest. And then you can, uh, once you start feeling stronger, you can reset and then start hitting it hard again. So. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I will be positive about it in the long term, I think. It's just when the question is asked, how am I going? <laughs> Physically, not great is the answer. I will be better, but I can't. Um, it would be disingenuous for me to say that things are going good <laughs> right now. <laughs> if I said, yeah, it's going good, I'm feeling tops, I would be um, lying to your face. <laughs> Well, you would be literally, actually, because I'm looking at your face. On FaceTime. Even though you're not physically here. I'm looking good. I look about 60 years old in this little video. I'm going to full screen that so I can see this better, actually. Uh, hopefully, the uh, audio quality this time around meets Mr. Flores' standards. We've got a lot of hate from, from you, Raf. Yeah, we're getting a very, last session. a very needy audience. Our, our South American audience is becoming very abusive about the audio quality that we're providing they, th- on this free service. <laughs> That's because they use the studio quality now, right? So, so you know, the the the, uh, the standard is, has been set very high. Yeah. So, no. It. I. Yeah. Jokes aside, I, I do appreciate Raf's um, of Raf's feedback and all that. It's good, but um, yeah, I think it's just a few. The first time we've done a remote one, we just got to iron out the bugs and get it all. Like literally, iron out the bugs. <laughs> I don't think there was a cricket sound, actually. I, I didn't hear any cricket. I think Raf's got tinnitus. And that was the ringing. And he's like, oh, there's a cricket there. Or there Raph, was an... maybe it w- there was a cricket in your room. Maybe, <laughs> maybe there was a cricket in your pants. That's cr- why... Uh... Cricket in his headphones. <laughs> Inside the headphone. <sighs> a cricket bat. There was... It's funny, though, because I, I only thought of this later. And Raf, if you're listening, get yourself a USB mic and we'll do a three-way um a three-way podcast and he was saying Rafi was saying the um oh, on chris's end it sounds like xyz the audio was just layered on top of itself so i'm not sure how he knew what sounds were coming from where because hmm. it was just layered audio there was no left right channel there was no on off there was nothing happening different it was just two open feeds your voice and my voice and my voice was a little bit louder. And so 
presumably will just turn my one down or turn your one up. The sound quality is fine. But whatever he was hearing, he's like, oh, there was a fridge in your end, Chris. I don't know how he knew that was a fridge at my end. It probably was, but I think there was a lot of assumption because he knew where I was recording. So he was imagining it and that was coloring his perception. See if there's any software for that microphone. Maybe there are in different configuration options too. I don't know, given that it is a digital one. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Maybe filter out sounds or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think it's just I could certainly put on a a low pass filter that cuts out small background noises. You could do that on your end for this if you're not happy with it. I thought it sounded okay, but I also am very much of the Trent Reznor school of microphone use, where whatever sounds come in. It's all part of the show. <laughs> so unless it's affecting it in a negative way, I'm not really looking for that. You yeah, know apart that. from some background sounds, I couldn't really tell any difference. I, I couldn't hear anything. Um, but then again, I'm using you know these Bose wireless headphones mm. compared to the uh, the Sennheiser what are the HD280 Pro, which are amazing because you can absolutely hear everything with those things. The yeah. range on them is just it was just nuts. Yeah. So. Yeah, if anyone is ever after a nice pair of um, studio quality headphones at a budget price, highly recommend the Sennheiser HD280 Pro. How much were they? Mm, I think I only paid about, ooh, I think I paid about 200 bucks a pop. Yep. Um, but I don't think Sennheiser make these anymore. So you can, there's plenty of stock around and you just buy them on eBay. Or they were or difficult to get, shop. yeah. But yeah, like, you know, for example, uh, JB couldn't order them indirectly because they're not available from Sennheiser anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because Sennheiser are working on a new version of it. Um, and also they've gone wireless for just about everything, um, which is, I guess, fine for probably 99% of the, the market for that price range, right? Because I think anyone else is probably going to go out and buy studio equipment and mm. spend a lot more than that, right? So, yeah. Yeah. It's funny talking about buying all that stuff. That's one thing I've done lying on my back with my smartphone. I've been doing a bit of research on cameras and um, the like and um, video cameras using still shot cameras as video cameras, using DSLRs as video cameras and the idea of just going into JB and being like, right, I've got this much money. I know you've got it listed as XYZ. Can you do me a deal on this? And I was wondering, what was how much does the podcast studio cost? What's the startup? Ooh, well, excluding the PC, yeah, about a grand, I reckon. Yeah, for for what, here. For what is so, essentially studio grade production? I'd say I'd say under a grand. No, yeah, it's probably around. Yeah, definitely under a grand. So, um, our setup is one pretty good quality mixer usb powered mixer which once plugged into uh the mac just pretty much that you don't have to do anything to it um which is which is actually really really cool the brand of it is clark technic i think it is anyways there's all these funk oh behringer Behringer, yeah, which are quite a popular a brand German. for that kind of thing. As you would expect from the Germans. Um, the Germans. The Germans. The Germans. Two road uh, microphone stands, two road um, analog microphones, 
uh, and two sets of Sennheiser headphones, the ones I mentioned before. Also bought a um, Behringer headphone amplifier, just mm-hmm. a mini amplifier. It's got four inputs. Yeah. Um, and all of that goes into my Mac, and then obviously now we've got the USB road. So I think, but yeah, but definitely between all of that, there's about a grand worth of worth of equipment. But it's all really good stuff. Yeah. And and you know you, you you invest in something like this, and you know there's multi multi uses for it, and um, it's stuff that will pretty much last last a lifetime. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm never going to need to really upgrade this stuff. I, I don't see, I don't see how podcasting would evolve. Know, to a point that would require actually changing the tech. I mean, we're, we're relying on analog stuff here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And that's the thing as well. You could use it for anything you want to use audio recording for. If you're, say you wanted to do a, a film, for example, it would be quite easy to do all the dubbing in a studio setup like you've got. If you had to go in and like voiceover bits where the wind was too high to catch the dialogue or something, that setup would be perfect mm. for that. Like... Any kind of voice recording situation, I think, um, barring like I don't know how those microphones. I think they'd probably be still pretty good. But as far as music studio, you'd probably want to go to a higher level, like six or seven hundred dollar condenser microphone, maybe. But I don't know enough about it to well, get at the road. The full studio I mean, thing got some hardcore stuff. Yeah. Hey, check it out! They've got a stereo microphone for Apple iPhones. Wow. Yeah, well, you, you just all. plug it straight into the, the port. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. It's pretty cool looking for doing on-the-go on the recording. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That would be fun. I could, I could see us giving that a go. The only question I've got with that is how would we... I don't know if the iPhone would allow us to receive the phone call and record at the same time. I'm see what what I what I had envisaged there for a moment was you know what if you were sitting down in a reasonably quiet coffee shop just having a uh, you know some some nice food or something like that or drinking a coffee and having a conversation if you could if you could effectively record that um, oh two I think people that would be pretty cool yeah, yeah I think a lot of people do do that kind of thing they just sit it down in the middle of the the table I do wonder. I know there's a few, there's a lot of different options for that. For about two or $300, you can get a lot of little audio recorders, some more dedicated ones. But it it is interesting to see that they've got those attachments for an iPhone because the iPhone obviously contains a lot of the technology that's required already. So you're just adding that extra bit on. And the only audio... Ones, yeah. There's a, there's a wealth of information out there... Um. You know, I just did a quick Google on uh, mic- microphone for podcast in the coffee shop and there's just all sorts of relevant, <laughs> relevant stuff. There's one that looks like a coffee cup and you place it in the coffee and it sounds better but when it's wet. Hmm. Mm. Cool. Lapel microphones. Seems to be a lot of lapel microphone type options, which I guess makes sense to avoid picking up on all the crap that's around. All the extra noise. Mm. Speaking of coffee shops, goddamn Canberra uh, these days, like restaurants and coffee shops, it's ridiculous. That it's just the quality is amazing. There are so many good places to go to now. Where did you go recently that you're talking about specifically? On Friday night, I went to dinner with Hong at the Raku, which is like a sort of 
modern fusion of something and Japanese food, amazing stuff like yeah, you know sashimi and you know kingfish ceviche type dishes, mm. um, wagyu meat. It was just you know really high quality, uh, definitely not quantity. Um, (laughs) (laughs) really really nice decor it's a recurring Um, theme at the nicer restaurants though isn't it the inference that you really yeah you're paying $40 for a main but you're not really going to be full unless you get a starter or two and possibly another side for another $15 for some greens and maybe a dessert for 20 bucks as well well it wasn't cheap but then again, it was definitely worth the money. Got what? So it was eighty dollars per head. But there were like nine or so tapas style dishes that they brought out for two, mm-hmm. and it also included a dessert, which was really really nice. Oh, and, so you got like a degustation type thing? Yeah, 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 eighty bucks. So I was then comparing that to I think I paid sixty dollars per head when I took my niece out for dinner a couple of weeks ago in Hong An. We went to this um, restaurant that sat in a hotel on North Bon Avenue. And MacArthur Avenue, I forget the name of the joint because the place was entirely forgetful. It was absolute crap to the extent that I I wrote a really negative review on Google and then they contacted me during the week and they wanted to know why I'd had such a bad experience and I just thought the place is so bad that that, that there's there's no amount of feedback I could give you that would allow you to actually improve the situation. Did you tell them that? you've, You've clearly got a business model that, you know, is just not really conducive to producing good food so it's rubbish what did they say to that they didn't what are you going to say did they call you or they they emailed you they tried to call me they tried to call me I got the missed call I haven't gotten around to calling them back Hmm. I don't think I ever will I ain't going back there so yeah it was crap I mean the food was microwaved and um, you know when you're charging $60 a head and you're serving frozen food that's all microwave food that's what? effectively what, what did it was. you get? It's hot on the outside and frozen on the inside. Oh wow! There's another tapas type thing. It was just it was rubbish. Yeah, absolute rubbish. I doubt they they put out any more than twenty dollars worth of food for three people. So, you know, at one hundred and eighty, yeah, they're, they're obviously um, yeah, they're ripping people off. Anyway, that so is the danger as well, isn't it? With fancy restaurants, you start to get the ones that obviously they're all trying to make money, but some of them will be pumping out a pretty good product for a lot of money and others will be trying to take the piss, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And just saying, oh, yeah, we'll just charge whatever we can or we'll do really good stuff for a few months and then after we've got a good reputation, we'll start to cut back on the quality and trust that people don't really know what they're doing. They have a few glasses of wine and it doesn't really matter what they eat. As long as it looks fancy, who cares? Yep. Yeah. So... Ah, and then obviously yesterday morning, because it was my dad's birthday, we took him out for brekkie. Mm-hmm. And um, I had the task of finding a good place to go to breakfast to. That, and I thought, well, let's go somewhere where we haven't been. And um, Blackfire came to mind, which is in Braddon. Blackfire being a, a Spanish uh, restaurant, uh, tapas style. They, they, they're really good at the meats and they do all sorts of meats. So, you know, including, they even do seafood. Um, but they do it. Uh, very you know, sort of Spanish um, uh, grill and um, barbecue type um, uh, meats, uh, slow cooking, smoked meats, all that kind of stuff. And mm. they're extremely good. I mean, you walk into that place and you can just smell the uh, the smoked uh, aroma, I guess. Mm. It's delicious. 
So I've done dinner there a number of times and the dinner's really, really good. Where is that yeah, located, just quickly? Uh, so, you know, um, Lonsdale Street. Mm-hmm. So when you get to the roundabout where the Waves Car Wash is, yep. you, if you're sort of heading in a northerly direction. It's inside the Waves Car Wash? Ne- next to, <laughs> to Bent Spoke. <clears throat> ah, sort of on that half street between, yeah? Yeah, okay. Right on the corner, literally next to the... Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Near the hamburger joint? Mott Street. Oh, on the other side, on Mott yeah. Street. Ah, okay, yeah. 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 Yeah, so we did the breakfast. Uh, yeah, breakfast how was that? It was freaking amazing. So yeah. I had... They called it the... Um, I think it's called the Blackfire Morning. And basically, they bring out this... It's kind of like a chopping block. And on there, you've got a slice of really nice, fresh sourdough uh, bread with two poached eggs on top then there was morcilla which is like a blood sausage yep which I know, I know you're familiar mm-hmm. uh, with so morcilla then there was tomatoes mushrooms um, tomatoes mushrooms and morcilla bacon um, and some some nice sauces and, and some sprinkling of you know veggies and stuff like that it was just oh I went through it pretty quick because we had yeah. to wait like an hour and 15 minutes for the food to come out. All really well prepared and um, actually wasn't really that expensive. There were eight of us there and I think we only spent about 170 bucks. Okay. So I think so about paid $20 for that ahead. Yeah. $20 ahead, yeah. Um, coffee's delicious. Yeah, um, good service. Cool. Um, so that's one really place really to good. try. I've got a quick Definitely. question for you then. What are your top three, if you could only have three cafes in Canberra that you get coffee from ever again in your life, which ones are you choosing? Ooh, I would say Local Press for sure in Kingston, Kingston Foreshore. Okay, Absolutely why? Absolutely number one. What's so good about Local Press? The quality of the coffee. Delicious. Yeah. So they make they make good coffee. They have you know decently trained baristas there. All the food is organic and freshly made. Mm-hmm. Very little processed stuff. So definitely... Um, you know, aligned to my, my way of eating. Um, nice location, nice vibe. It's always really busy, very vibrant, and um, you get a nice view because it's right on the, the new foreshore area uh, where that little um, that little pier is. Mm, so cool. definitely that one, number one. Oh, it's also moderately priced. It's not, not expensive. Not over the top? No. Um, number two for coffee, I would say Rye on Lonsdale Street. Another really good coffee shop. Yeah. Um, good food, same thing, you know, healthy, fresh stuff um, that's not uh, processed. And thirdly, uh, that's a tough one. Third, probably probably I'd stay in Lonsdale Street again and maybe that uh, 8020. Yep. Which is just on that roundabout there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's all around there, right? South Street's just fantastic, and you got roasters. Roasters has got really good coffee too. Yeah, so you choose eighty twenty over Lonsdale Street roasters for the food, definitely. No, for the just for the. I'm just talking about your cups of coffee. Mm, they're both pretty good. Yeah, I think either or they're both they're both good. But you're choosing a top three. I need a name. <laughs> this you is serious. Name. This is serious. So demanding. Um. All right, Lonsdale Street. Yeah. Cool. I was going to put, yeah, Lonsdale Street as my uh, number number three as well. My number one would be Two Before Ten, who are in um, Aranda and the city, and a few, maybe a few other locations, I'm not sure. 
second would be. I was about be, to say, yeah. and sorry to interrupt you, no, very good. rude of me, but before I forget. Interrupt as much uh, as you want, Joe. It's the name the, of the game. The, before I forget, because my wife stuck her head in, into the room and she gave me a death stare, which means um, it's time for me to um, get ready to, to head over to my mother-in-law's. But anyway, uh, that's all right. I've got a few minutes. Yeah, that's I'll come fine. back to... Uh, I'm going to be doing some work in this city right near where you work. So uh, that's going to be for the next few months. So um, I will let you know so that we can do lunch and, and have a coffee. And we can yeah. go to the places that you like going. Well, we can definitely go there. I'm off coffee for a little bit. I'm weaning myself off the Shame on you. addictiveness of that. Shame on you. Shame. Um, <laughs> I'm, I like it too much, I think, is the problem. And start to drink it for the wrong reasons. But I think it's good. Also, you got the death stare because then that helps us to play with the the format, time formats, different lengths of podcasts over time. So yeah, number one would be two before ten, which is down uh, down the end there near what's that near near uni pub or uni bar. Oh yeah, that yeah. is really good actually. The one right across the road from the uni pub on the corner. No, not nice on the corner. That's the cupping it. room. Yeah, they're also really good, but I don't love them. I love two before ten. I think number two would be Harvest, and then number three would be Lonsdale Street Roasters. Although those two and three are interchangeable, but yeah, Harvest is pretty good. Oh, all the uh, coffee shops around there are, are pretty good, and there are some bad ones there. though. <laughs> Luckily. <laughs> There's so many public servants around there that the bad ones can survive as well. Some of them I go to and I'm like, oh my God, what, what is this? What, is, what, what have you done? What, my, dear, my dear child, what have you done to this? This poor roasted bean, what have you done to it? And there's people lining up, glugging away. Like, yeah, I don't know. There's a level of consistency and obviously it's to do with I don't know what the key ingredient is because some places, no matter who their barista is, they're always good. And other places, they'll be good for a while when they have a good barista and then they'll get a new barista and the coffee goes really bad. I'm not sure how some places keep the consistency and some places don't. And they seem to have different formulas for how that works. So you should start a barista union. Should I should. Unionize them. I yeah. should you start uh, unionizing them. I think there might yeah. be catering unions, Joe. <laughs> I think no, they're no, just like oh, just, just baristas. Just a, yep, just baristas. You could start and, charging um, a lot of money. I'll set up. A, I'll set up a fund. Oh, like a, chartered a barista superannuation fund. Chartered baristas, like chartered accountants. My dad yeah. was talking to me about accountants. How back in the day they used to be um, not the laughing stock, but back in the day they were kind of the the poor stepchild of every business. They're sitting off to the side, not get paid very much, sitting there with a calculator doing what they do. And then all of a sudden, a few of them had a smart idea and they're like, hang on, aren't we the ones who manage all the money? And they just started taking more and more money for themselves. <laughs> and over time, and they accountants, the account- accounts yeah, of started these chartered accountants and all these things like that. We could start to do a similar thing with, with baristas where we could start doing like under table deals with the coffee importers and chartered baristas where they're getting paid as much as lawyers are and you go to barista school and you have to get like a 96 on your UAI at university at Ch- high charge, school. charge the coffee shops protection money how awesome would that be well that's this essentially is, is what it is here, right? let's, that's what a union is right 
Yeah, it's protection money. It's yeah. protection money. Yeah. In a and different we, way. Then, like which they and then need. we could permanently um we could per- permanently situate Raphael out in South America and we could, you know, import our our Colombian you know, bring in the keys. Mm. His, I think his role out there would be twofold. One would be to regulate the coffee importing and two would be to monitor the audio quality of the podcast going forward, of the yep. Chartered Barista yep. podcast, which is a side podcast we're going to run out of your studio also. We're going to get in some um, some very talented... Wait, seriously, let's get in touch with some of the coffee shops around Canberra and get in their top barista to talk about coffee for a week, for an hour. <laughs> and we'll just and, interview and them ask about... Him. Yeah, let's interview him and then and then ask him about, you know, if we started up a barista union. We'll just pay rates. We'll start slow. Just little questions. And then we'll land that landed on them late that, hey, if we started this, are you in? And if we'll you say no now, there will be consequences. Yeah. yeah. Bit of coercion. Lots of coercion. Given given that the UFC is now legalizing all, all these methods. Yes. Then um they're legalizing coercion in the UFC within the fights. They're legalizing cage-free eggs in the cage. There's a lot of different rule changes coming in globally, I think. With um with Oscar Isaac. <laughs> uh what time what time do you need to go? I think pretty much um probably start wrapping it up now yeah cool so um, what do you got coming out this week in a brief couple of sentences what am i going to do this week i think this week if i come up with a slightly different set of aims for my bike riding mm. which keeps me very focused and very enthused if i can focus on that and then to sort of rearrange my timetable so that I can squeeze that in and also because my parents are going to be in Chile as of Tuesday, then there'll be more to do around the house. Um, so I need to be very mindful of time management, that and also I've got to do some studying. So um, Studying what? So my project management certification, the what's referred to as the project management body of knowledge, the uh, sixth edition of that was just recently released and i need to get my certification for that so i'll spend probably the next two months studying for that and then take the exam and make sure that all my uh, certs are up to date so yep. just work training stuff cool um so again all of that just requires being more organized with time and also mm-hmm. maybe also start reading up on the barista union movement that we're yeah. going to start Start, yeah, start that up, man. Start up a, like a Teamsters style um, organization for for the baristas. I finished reading the Arnie book, fantastic book, and the book ended with him. The last chapter was 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 you know narrated by him, yeah. and uh, it was it was an improvised narration, so he wasn't reading anything. He was, I guess, really just going through the the main lessons learned throughout the course of his life. Uh, he spoke about you know the the, the child that he had with. Um, you know, one of his maids and how that impacted his relationship with his wife and it was just all really honest. It was, it sounded honest. Uh, it was all fascinating. I have a lot more respect for the guy now after, after reading that. I'm interested in, um, yeah, listening to it someday. I think the, to, to put all of that into, into context, I think, hmm. This is probably going to take about three minutes to explain, but I'll be very quick. 
No, go. There, there You're was, the one with the time limit, not me. <laughs> so there was a, 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 a Democrat at a particular convention who was had a bit, bit too much to drink and he was basically um, being very obnoxious while Arnie was giving his speech mm-hmm. um, to talk about some of his um, uh, initiatives. And it was all very rude. He was, was basically being heckled. Mm. And... Then um, one of the, I mean one of the things that the governor does is you know approve bills, approve or veto bills. Um, they can't actually change. They can't change laws. Mm-hmm. So one of one of the bills that this guy had uh, proposed came across, and he wrote back a response, uh, basically rejecting the bill. But they hid an, and I don't know what how you call or what you call this type of of language structure, but basically he responded with a with an F U C K in different lines. So he basically just said fuck you. But it was hidden. And in fact it was so subtle that the media didn't pick up on it. So his own people leaked it uh to the media. And then obviously the media contacted Arnie about, you know, this this hidden message and, you know, did you do that deliberately? And he's like, No, no, of course I didn't, you know, he just denied the whole thing. And then the media, I think it might have been the LA Times, got some analysts to work out, you know, the the probability of that being a fluke. And uh, during an interview, you know, they're like, you know, the, we the, we had this uh, this odd maker check it out, and they said it was, you know, the odds of that happening were like one in ten million, whatever it was, yeah, like highly unlikely. Yeah. And uh, his response to that was, well, what do you think the chances? I'll get your get your odd maker to basically work out what it, what is the probability of a young poor boy in some you know little lonely town in Austria, um, getting out of Austria, becoming a bodybuilding champion, coming to America, you know, becoming a movie star, becoming the governor of California, mar- marrying a Kennedy, and and all of that. You know, tell him to work uh, work out the probability of that. <laughs> so, and I was just thinking to myself, yeah, that's that's what one in what's the population of the of the of the world? Eight billion people. One seven, in eight billion. Seven and a half billion. The, yeah, yeah, seven yeah. billion. Yeah. There's the answer. Yeah, just fascinating, well, fascinating lifestyle. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, that is. Very inspiring. It's pretty cool. Brilliant. What's your next book off the rank? Next cub off the rank. I'm now reading. I forget the name of it. Um, Are you doing the second Hyperion as well? Slowly reading that. Yeah, but I need to um. It's pretty intense, man. You got to dive into it. Listen, trust me on that. You really have to push through when it's not as entertaining and do a bit of hard work early, and it really Mm. pays off. Trust me, it really, really pays off. So I I think it's just getting into the right mindset for that one, where I can sort of really focus on it, which is how I read the first book. Yeah. To to sort of you know give it justice, it's not one that you can sort of read for a little bit on the way to work. It's 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 too much information to to really absorb and and process while trying to drive at the same time so i found that auto uh, biographies are actually pretty good for that you don't need to focus too much because it's far, far more conversational yeah um <coughs> if done properly now right now i'm reading a book that's been written by the ceo of Onnit. in fact i think it's just oh yeah aubrey marcus yeah. yeah yeah that guy um really really good too from only i think i heard about maybe three and a half hours today three and a half four hours it's not wow. a long book um, and that's very interesting. Again, you know, that company's uh, mission is, you know, the human optimization. So they look at, you know, the right diet so that you're, you're getting the most out of, of your day and the most out of life, I guess, feeling good. You know, if, if you eat poorly, you're going to feel poorly, which means you won't perform very well. 
or yeah. you know the things that we all like to do. So all that, basically the theme. Um, so so yeah, a bit more of that. Um, so that'll be my week. Focus, time management, and um, yeah, and you need to recover, obviously. Yeah. Lots of sleep. Drink lots of um, fluids. Yeah, what I will be doing this week mostly is starting up the, obviously getting the ABN details for the um, the barista union start sorted out, uh, contacting um, a place for a local headquarters, starting up the website, hiring six or seven local staff and then getting a few, working out our legal representation, uh, obviously two staff lawyers to start and then we'll start up a board of um, non-employed people for just like, uh, I guess, like a think tank just to get things yeah, rolling. we're not going to pay these people though. Well, no, we'll be paying the staff, but we're going to have other people who are going to be putting it on, like people who are like senior senior union workers who'd like to give back, I guess, and they'll be contributing and we'll be doing them favours in the other other side of it, obviously, when they need help for, from us when we, when we grow a little bit more. And I'll be pushing that pretty hard for the next six or seven months to get this union off the ground and really get these baristas... Um, Hopefully, you get paid more than they're worth, I think is the key. That's the goal here. And then we can start stay, scraping the cream off the top and use I it to buy, talk to buy some Lamborghinis. Ostentatious and, and look at um, maybe recruiting a team of Chinese riders <laughs> who are, are willing to work for a dollar a day. Well, I don't think, I think, Just yeah, start off. maybe they're not even, what, is that even the country to go to now for the cheaper workers? Maybe they're they're getting too rich in China. We need to go somewhere poorer. Maybe. Maybe even the United States. To get some really down and out people. Real struggles. Stuff in California. (laughs) (laughs) We get some homeless people from Los Angeles to work on our barista union. Yeah, no, I'll just be um, trying to get better, I think. I'm hoping to wake up tomorrow and miraculously feel better. But I call the doctor at midday. What time's uh, the doctor's appointment? I don't have an appointment. I just got to call him to talk to him and see what the test said. Oh, they'll do that? Yeah, he will. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. That That's a bit of a rarity. Most of them just get you to come back in with an, under an appointment so they oh, can yeah. stooge you for the whatever it is that they charge. No, he's he's pretty good. I've been seeing him since I was a baby and he's he's the man. He's good. Yeah, good. It's good. Yeah. Alrighty. Cool. Well, we might call it there. I think Gorman's about to start barking, my dog, in the background. So I'll give him a bit of a pat and we'll... Excellent. Well, hopefully this one turned out good and better than the previous one in terms of its quality and <laughs> content. I don't think it could be better. I don't think this is... It's now going in... It's in absolutes. I don't know. You know, what is better when something's perfect already? Well, if it meets, uh, if it meets Raphael's... <laughs> Tick of approval, and I'll be happy. I won't be, I won't be, I won't be satisfied until, until that happens. So, Raf, it's all on you, man. Do your worst. No, cool. All right, peace. All right, man. Peace. podcast.